Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, you all and you together? go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Yes, you do. You come to 3CR to listen to Showreel and our look at the Australian film industry. And we're lucky enough to get someone in who's coming to talk to us about a film that's going to be shown at the Transition Film Festival. Now, the Transition Film Festival starts tonight. It's on at the Nova. It runs from the 21st to March the 8th. And uh, you might already be aware that, uh, well, actually, instead of me telling you, I should let you know about it. Transitions Film Festival returns to Cinema Nova this February with a selection of cutting-edge documentaries about what it means to be human. Featuring local and international documentaries, the festival covers social and technological innovations, big ideas and changemakers leading the way to a better world. Themes include art, activism, climate change, food revolutions, artificial intelligence and the future of our planet. Transitions Film Festival, February the 21st to March the 8th at Cinema Nova. Tickets from transitionsfilmfestival.com. A 3CR supporter. And as I said, we've got somebody here who's got a film on at the festival. Our Power, uh, Peter Yakono. Hello, Annie. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming in. And we at 3CR are pretty interested in this particular subject. It's very local. It's actually about uh, uh, La Trove Valley. It starts off with uh, the fire at Hazelwood. Uh, what made you decide to go down there and actually make this film? It's a good question. Um, I'm a Melbourneian, born and bred here, and I've been really engaged with kind of green issues and moving towards renewables and all that kind of stuff. Um, 350.org, we're putting on some events at Melbourne University and they were talking about like diversification of economy and political structures and all that kind of stuff, just really stuff that I was interested in and went along and this was in 2015, the very start of it, and we met a local Latrobe Valley group there called Voices of the Valley and this was about nine months on from the 2014 Hazelwood fire and they were kind of still screaming out for their story to be told. And, you know, we had the capacity to go over there over a, a long weekend and, and, and shoot what we thought was going to be a short film. And it just very quickly, you know, three or four years later, turned into a feature film. We crowdfunded it. We raised almost $50,000 over three years. Um, and, yeah, we're really excited for Transitions Film Festival. That was a fantastic plug. And, um, you know, Daniel, the, the you know, does a fantastic job, the film director um, of Transitions. And there's some just amazing films in this whole festival. And we're, we're really proud to be a part of it. 
Yeah, yeah, it is actually. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that because uh, you're completely correct. I've only seen one other film and we'll talk about that later too. I, I've got this pet hate, you know, where people go, oh, we're gonna t- we'll talk about that later and then they don't. But anyway... <laughs> I'll make a mental note. Yeah, yeah, because you're here, we'll talk about this in particular because uh, there's so many elements that came out of what happened down mm. at that Hazelwood fire yep. uh, and... Uh, 3CR, we did go down there and we did actually do reports about it because it became clear that the people in that community were actually being overlooked. And when you actually went down there and discovered that Hazelwood, an open-cut mine, mm. was six lay, uh, six-lane highway away from Morwell, mm. you began to realise, and the government was saying that there was no health mm, uh, concerns. Yeah. Uh, you, your, uh, your film... Uh, What's your filmmaking background? Um, I studied media communications at RMIT. Uh, Before that, I did a very technical um, background at Monash University. Um, I'm just someone that's just been, um, you know, just making short films for many years now. And, uh, yeah, this is our first feature film, so we're really excited for it to be picked up at Transitions. Um, Our power got success at the Byron Bay International Film Festival late last year as well. We were nominated for Best Environmental Film. Um, you know, I, I just think storytelling in this kind of uh, political climate and media climate is really, really important right now, um, you know, especially independent stories, especially local stories. And this Latrobe Valley story, you know, anyone in Melbourne that's engaged with uh, environmentalism um, really needs to, if they don't know about the 2014 Hazelwood fire, they should know about it. They should know about the 90-year history of the valley. Um, they should probably know about the privatisation of the area in the 90s um, and you know how that. Oh, and interestingly enough, the little historical pastiche that you oh, do, yeah. which was really <laughs> no, well, well, you got a lot in there. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty impressive, actually. Thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all those types of things are really hard to do in yeah. a film. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of thinking to do and you did it visually, you did it quickly, you made it clear. But it was something that uh, really st- struck me was that before they centralised electricity allocation and mm. development, they were decentralised into local communities. In fact, yep. Melbourne City Council <laughs> generated its own electricity and billing. So all those people out there who say it's impossible are completely wrong. And the Latrobe Valley was started almost as a cooperative, basically. So they went around to the townships all in the area and said, hey, do you, do you want to buy our electricity? And for every township that did, they expanded their operations till, and the movie says this, the whole state was covered, you know, by the, the late 20s, early 30s, the whole state was covered. So um, Latrobe Valley's uh, got a very uh, dense and proud history. They're a very proud community about what they've done. But um, obviously they're, they're seeing the line in the sand and the, the fire was the line in the sand for the community. This community had been a community that had been told what to do for many generations, you know, and the political seat of Morwell had flipped between Liberal, Labor and Nationals and the community were always suffering. So, um, you know, this is a really incredible story. This this disaster happened to this community, but this community really did stand up and take control of their own destiny. And, um, you know, for a brown coal community, in, you know, in Victoria, you know, and they're, mo- they're rapidly hopefully moving towards renewables and other alternatives, you know, it's just, it's just an, it's an amazing story, we think. You know, there's a couple of elements uh, that we should discuss here. One is that uh, it is their story. You were saying that you were particularly, as a filmmaker, very impressed with your uh, ethical and um, moral obligation to 
tell their story? Like I said, there have been many um, political parties and also media outlets have come down there and tried to tell their story and have they've previously felt they've been misrepresented. Um, with our film, we went to the efforts of actually giving our subjects complete control of the interview to the point where um, they, dis- they, they signed a disclaimer and we had to give them viewership of the film and their part in the film before it got to any public kind of space. So that gave them the trust. So this whole, you know, the whole three or four years was a big tr- trust exercise with Latrobe Valley. You have some groups that are a little bit more progressive and want to work with you and, and see that you're there to kind of shine a light on the valley and help them tell their own story. Um, but then you get people that are very averse to what you're doing and um, perhaps people on high incomes and, you know, with jobs to, to possibly lose and um, with good conditions and, and don't want to risk any of that. So um, it's it's quite a divided area. And um, I think in the last three or four years, we, we've started to see some direction. You know, this, like any trauma, it takes a massive toll on this community. And um, I think it has shaped them in some way. And I think they are moving towards a more positive outlet for them. And they're realising they have the power. They can take that power back. When I was doing my journalism degree, uh, we one of our exercises was to actually ask people some questions, then uh, do a short article and then read it back to them and see if they felt as if they were being represented. Mm. And, you know, I did my best to do that. And uh, I was really surprised at the level of hair splitting that the the people who, what I considered to be hair splitting, uh, in regards to being misrepresented, you know, which is a very emotional uh, uh, thing to feel that you're being misrepresented. And it tells you an awful lot about the responsibility that you have. That was the exercise. You have responsibility. Did you find that that was at issue? Uh, it's, I think filmmaking in general, I think, is just months and years of anxiety in terms of that. Uh, in terms of documentary, like in terms of telling other people's story, um, yeah, because, I mean, really I'm coming in as an outsider with no, in, you know, no knowledge of the power system of brown coal, um, so you know, we 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 sat there as good educated students and 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 sat and listened for a very long time, I think, and then only after a, a few years could we start kind of cutting something together that um, had uh, some sort of opinion in it or you know our voices in it. Um, but you know, uh, I think it's just filmmaking one on one, especially documentary one on one. You know, ethically, you need to have your subjects always in mind in terms of. Um, like I said before, you, you're there to help them shine shine the light on these people and help them tell their own stories. Um, and some need more encouragement than others. Some need to, you know, you need to work on that trust more than others. So um, I know with the Latrobe Valley, there were definitely, like I said, there were definitely groups that were instantly on board with what we're doing, you know, gave us all those amazing um, DVDs and VHS tapes of the SEC glory days. And, you know, we're really proud to show off their community. But like I said, there was also the other side of the coin that was fearful of any sort of change in the area. And Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just remind listeners that they're listening to Showreel on 3CR, your community radio station. And if you want to make sure that it remains your community radio station, then you should subscribe because we're in the midst of a subscriber drive, $35 concession pensioner, $75 wage to $150 solidarity. Ring us up, 94198377, but after the show, of course, um, because we're talking to uh, Peter Yakono about his film Our Power, which is focused on the Latrobe Valley, the Hazelwood Fire, but also so, met, so much more. Uh, I was really impressed by your... Uh, 
description, the, the interview you did with uh, one of the workers, or a couple of the workers actually, uh, who, but one of the descriptions of the effect of casualisation. Yeah, it's really scary. Um, I mean, I, th- I I think it's kind of a, um, it kind of, it's kind of through the privatisation, it's kind of led to this kind of um, what they had this culture. How many thousands of people you had it? Was- uh, yeah, but in the early nineties, they had up to ten thousand people. Uh, um, you know, um, employed by the SEC in Victoria, and um, in, in the space of a year or two, seventy-five hundred jobs went. So, yeah, seventy-five percent of the workforce went. It went down to two thousand. Two thousand, two, two and a half thousand, and uh, and it, wasn't it eighty thousand originally, or was that my imagination? Uh, I haven't heard those stats. No, no, no. no. So, so it's something else. Yeah, go on. Um, so, big bustling community. What was the original question? Um, about- oh, yeah, the original question was about casualisation. Casualisation. And the effect on community, really. It's all power structures, I guess. And so, if you take the privatisation example um, in, you know, um, if, you, if you took four guys, I guess three of them were going to lose their job. And this other guy had to pick up the, the work of two or three other guys. And if they didn't, um, they were put into like these break rooms, and the, the film kind of goes into this in terms of the the mental anguish and the and the the, the mental power the the employee these new um, multinationals had over these local workers, and it's kind of the same thing. So, uh, what we've heard through um, just um, stories, both on record and off record, is that the maintenance and the the work conditions are just it's just really tough. So, if anyone has a problem with the work conditions or kind of the environment they're working in um you know they don't raise their hand they don't they don't argue with the conditions because if they do there's going to be a guy you know that's unemployed that doesn't have a job today that wants to work tomorrow so um yeah there's there's an excavation um, operator um his name's david briggs who's in the film he worked on the fire for almost 12 weeks um so with this fire you couldn't just douse it with water you couldn't just fill up these hot spots with water you actually had to dig them out so these these gentlemen had to do that, and they did that without masks. They weren't given anything, um, and of course you, you weren't able to you you weren't able to complain. You weren't able to ask for masks because you know that would be, I guess, weakness in the workplace, or um, you know you'd be told you're a, you're a sissy and you know don't come back to work tomorrow or something like that. So there's this really um, this and, and of course he uh, tragically. Yeah, he's he's There's got the consequence. He's got massive health effects, pulmonary fibrosis, and um, you know his lungs. He he was measured to have a lung capacity of one hundred and forty percent just a couple of days before he started working on that fire. He did a um, occupational health and safety um, check and all that kind of stuff. So his lungs were forty percent better than the average person of his age, and then his lungs are less than forty percent capacity now, and that's just working on the fire for and the as, twelve as weeks. And as he points out, all they needed to do was have masks. Yep. That's it's that's the really sad thing, and that leads me to something that uh, I find very interesting because, of course, the film is fifty six minutes long. Yep, uh, and so of course you actually fill that with quite extraordinary amount of stuff, and it's very uh, nicely put together, taking us through a whole variety, a whole strand, mm, you know, you. at least four or five strands yeah. <laughs> of very important issues yeah right and it maintains its pace and and it's really hard because this is about real things it's it's top level issues like the way i sell it is it's the big four things it's political economic social and environmental they're the big four pillars um you know that's that's a conversation i feel like most of the community are trying to have right now and the only thing the community kind of know where we need to go i think in those kind of areas but um political in you know 
political inaction. Um, that's what I'm seeing, basically. So that, that's what the film is being created for, you know, to give a sense to both the communities in Melbourne but also Latrobe Valley that we need to all work together in one certain direction, you know, uh, a direction for our children and our children's children, not this, you know, the short political cycles that we live in. So, um, you know, we really do invite you down. And, and if you, like I said before, if you're engaged with environmentalism or where your power comes from um, or renewables, you know, this this is the film for you, really. And I'll have to say that uh, you let the go- uh, government regulations and the uh, um Multinationals, the operators, yeah, off. Uh, although, I mean, because I feel that they're so culpable and they are also un. Um, it was so unnecessary. But what you've done is actually expose, to a degree, the. Um, it's almost like a relationship between the two. That's right. Which you expose that it's not. They're not working for us. No. <laughs> No, no. I mean, we know how. But ma- without oh. doing it, you know, really, I mean, because they, ma- this makes me really angry because yeah, I, me I went there and I, and you know, the idea that the government kept saying things like there's no health issues, mm. and everybody had to work out how to, you know, people who were relative, quite a few people who were relatively uneducated in these processes mm. had to realise that all, you know, the deaths and the all the rest of it can't be said to happen unless you measure it mm. because governments won't agree that it existed, right? Exactly. So all these good-hearted people with skills involve themselves in working out how to come up with the evidences, basically. Yep. <laughs> and the government didn't do it. Yep. Well, it's pretty much like climate change, isn't it? We don't we don't yeah. listen to the scientists. We don't listen to the ninety nine point nine nine or whatever percent it is about climate change, and uh, you know, uh, and then we sit back and watch the six o'clock news, and we argue about the, the you know the legality of it, or you know if that's a serious thing or not. And um, I just it's just time wasting. It is exactly time wasting. So you know that's the inspiration for the film. So uh, you know if you're sick of that, you 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 want to see an alternative. You know, want to see about Latrobe Valley. Like I said, you're an engaged um, Melbourne greenie, you know, please come on down. You know, this is about one big discussion in the community moving forward. And, well, we should tell people when it's on. Yes. Um, Saturday the 2nd of March um, at 2.15 at Cinema Nova on Ligon Street. Um, please come on down. We're hoping, we're hoping it's going to be a full house. Yeah, thank you very much for coming oh, in and talking pleasure. to me, Peter. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Annie. Yeah. Transitions Film Festival returns to Cinema Nova this February with a selection of cutting-edge documentaries about what it means to be human. Featuring local and international documentaries, the festival covers social and technological innovations, big ideas and changemakers leading the way to a better world. Themes include art, activism, climate change, food revolutions, artificial intelligence and the future of our planet. Transitions Film Festival, February the 21st to March the 8th at Cinema Nova. Tickets from transitionsfilmfestival.com. A 3CR supporter. My name's Nicholas Rothall. I've directed this film, Undermined, Tales from the Kimberley. You're listening to 3CR. And lots of things are happening. Uh, This film, uh, Undermined, uh, Undermined uh, Tales from the Kimberley is also uh, showing at the uh, at Nova. It's got a season there, and 
If you listen to Solidarity Breakfast on Saturday morning, you'll hear an interview that I did with Nicholas. It's uh, also uh, similar to uh, Our Power. These uh, issues um, are regarding the um, uh, the survival of the uh, beautiful Kimberleys uh, under threat from uh, endless amounts of uh, uh, economic uh, drivers that uh, are trying to wrest power from the uh, Aboriginal landowners there. but uh, So keep an eye out for that. Uh, that's also at NOBA, but uh, Transition Film Festival runs from February the 21st to March the 8th. I actually had the opportunity to see another film in the program, Ranger to Ranger, which is on on March the 5th. And this is a fabulous film because it's about uh, Aboriginal uh Rangers who look after various parts of our country uh, in Western Australia, Northern Territory, uh, Queensland. These guys that go handpicked, they go over to Africa, to Maasai country, and they uh, go with uh, rangers there to look at uh, their country and how they operate. And uh, it's... uh, uh, it includes amongst them Dan Sultan, who is the uh, um, who is the uh, you know the person who does the scripting, and uh, he includes the music. The music's lovely. It's it's uh, of course uh, a beautiful piece of uh, um, filmmaking, but it's also incredibly personal. Like it's it's really lovely to watch people doing uh, stuff like this. It's just. Um, lovely. It's quite uh, teaches you an awful lot about uh, stuff. But as Dan Sultan says at the end, when he's doing a um, a, a, a bit of a presentation, that uh, he sings um, five songs, and uh, then he asks them if they've got any songs, and uh, and then they were there for another three or four hours. He said so. He was glad that uh, he. Uh, had uh, decided to do his songs first because um, <laughs> they. I think uh, one of the things about Africans is that uh, they um, give us this, the music. There's no doubt about it. So um, anyway, you should get down to Transition Film Festival. And uh, as I said, also undermine Tales from the Kimberleys, also releasing in cinemas in Australia uh, on the 21st, that's today, and uh, it's not just here, it's all around. Uh, big big fights going on, uh, but uh, looking at uh, our power, you can see that uh, it, the community is up for it. Uh, one of the things the people in the film uh, do is actually go and talk to people who are involved in uh, the uh, uh uh, renewable in- industries that are being uh, grown down there. And uh, one of them, of course, is Earthworker. And people from uh, 3CR will be quite aware of uh, what uh, Earthwork is about. So it's very nice to see that they get a Guernsey. Anyway, coming up next is uh, Published or Not. We might as well go out with a Dan Salton number. Uh, hold it together. Why not? Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. 
Mother says it's over But I don't understand He's got to be a man Living on my sofa And it's only his baby I know that can save him Helping others but won't help himself You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.